Welcome to the 210 Toxic Podcast. My name's Kevin, pronouns he, they. This is Alex. And this is Shannon, our, our special guest. Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Oh, yeah, I was going to say the same thing you said. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, for some of y'all, Shannon is a good friend of all of ours. And apologies because Sam is... I'm, I'm still here, y'all, but yeah. you'll hear me less. They're taking the home as the producer right now, so Shani could be our special guest today. Full time. Thanks for welcoming, welcoming me, guys. Yeah. Very excited to be here today. Hi, Shannon. You, know, <laughs> you really have a voice for this. Yeah, for sure. it's so nice. You think? Well, yes. I, I want to come across as soothing. I don't know if yeah, I really can... Absolutely. Take that, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I've also never heard my voice, so this should be It's a nice voice. Thanks. I would be like, no, you're so ugly. (laughs) Take that as a compliment. Roll with it. It's a nice voice. So today's episode is going to be about loving yourself and what that really means for us, what it means for you all listening, and what it means, I guess, in today's world and society. I think that there's a lot of notions behind it that's negative, and I think more than ever now, like many of the subjects we've talked about in the past, a lot of more stuff is a little bit more prevalent now. It's a little bit uh, just rising to the surface, and I think that it has a lot to do with where we're at and all the shit we've been through together as a whole. And, yeah, we're just going to get right into it. So yeah. we're going to go into what loving yourself, ourself, means mm-hmm. uh, to us individually. Anyone want to shoot? I can go ahead and start. Uh, so... Lots of life changes recently for me, so I'm kind of delving into myself again, stepping away from a relationship. So right. I feel like this topic is super ironic, um, <laughs> and it was just fate. So I'm kind of delving into myself again and finding what self-love is, because I feel like when you're in a partnership, 50% of all of you is taken. Somewhere, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so getting back on a self journey and kind of finding what I like to do and just being selfish in the moment. Um, Recently, I found that journaling has helped a lot. Um, You know, any thoughts I have, just write it down on a piece of paper. And journaling to me, it's like you're not seeking validation from anyone else but yourself. You know, it's kind of just tapping in with yourself and not seeking that approval or external gratification that is sought um, when you're not in tap with yourself. Do you feel that journaling, you know, once you start journaling, and then, you know, do you ever, like, reread your stuff? And then do you ever just think, you know, when you reread your stuff, you're like, oh, okay, you know, that's really how I felt. That's the shit I was going through. And yes. then you kind of, it's not like you're, it's like you're diving back into what you were, right, like, how you were feeling, and so you look at, you know, your emotions through it. Yeah, crazy you bring that up because I pulled out my journal recently and I hadn't journaled since February of this year. And um, just reading my past entries and kind of seeing what I was feeling, what I was thinking in the past months um, and just reflecting on it, you know. And it's it's crazy because I was telling myself, I was like, you know, if I wouldn't have written these thoughts down, I wouldn't have remembered what I was feeling in those moments, you know? So it's yeah. kind of, um, for me, it's like a self-check-in, you know? I was here at this point, now I'm here today. And it's, it's, 
also really cool to just read what you have experienced in your past and kind of keep tabs on that. Yeah, I feel like uh, journaling is like writing a strategy guide for yourself because I have a friend who uh, journals often, and um, it's funny that they find themselves in like really like precarious situations, and then they'll read back in their journal, and they had called it months before, but they just like did the other thing anyway, but they wrote it down. So just 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 in case they just don't remember, like, oh, yeah, I did say that guy was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, oh, I told myself this, but I was ignoring all the red flags yeah. in my journal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and how I got into it, you know, I, I had a journal and a pen. Okay, great. But yeah. I was like, how do I really tap into um, what I'm feeling and what I want to put down on paper? So a really good friend of mine last year got me a self-reflecting journal topic deck of cards oh so it's a deck of like a hundred cards and every day you just pull one out at random and it'll ask you um something about yourself and you kind of um go into that and it kind of gets your mind um to a prompt if you will and uh you can explore a lot about yourself and it's really helped me learn a lot about myself so that's something that i've really um found an outlet in um and again like you're not seeking any approval from anyone it's just between you and yourself yeah that's nice that is nice I yeah you said it's a deck of cards i recommend it to everyone i don't know the name I'll of the deck but once i find it i'll yeah. share it i want to try that out it's been really helpful the ways i've been you know like self-loving myself is first of all therapy i've been doing therapy and i've been enjoying therapy and it's been really good um my therapist gives me prompts to write for the week no oh. Yeah, like three good things that happened today. Nice. Um, what could happen? What would happen? What would you do if either or happened? Uh, I don't know, really good stuff that helps me like progress myself forward emotionally and mentally. Um, and I started playing video games again, which I forgot I loved doing. I was like, oh my God. I sat down for like <laughs> three hours the other day and I was like, I'm still playing games. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing? Uh, One Piece. Uh, Pirate Warriors 4. Yeah, yeah, I know. Pirate Warrior. So it's like Dynasty Warriors, but like One Piece, if anybody's familiar. And, um, you know, one thing that I've always done and like was a really big part of my life when I was younger uh, is uh, writing poetry. Um, I wrote poetry when I was in middle school and high school. In high school, I did prose and poetry, like honors and debate team. And then like after that, I did more poetry and like made music. Now I'm doing it again. It's really uh, cathartic. For sure. Yeah. All right, so what do you do? Miss? Uh, I meditate every Sa- day. Yeah. Every day, sometimes twice a day. Tight. Journaling, yes. I, I didn't used to be good with journaling, so now I'm like, I gave myself, like, some grace, so I'm like, even if you do it, like, three times a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, oh, you been... Don't make yeah. a chore. Yeah, I, feel like, I get to it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like self-love is like not forcing yourself to do things you don't want to do or need to do necessarily. Yes, just that giving yourself mm-hmm. grace. Right? Yeah, being, grace. Being nice to yourself and being like, oh, well, fuck it. I'll write it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm always telling people to be. It's kind there. Of it's there. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know where the book is. Yeah. You know how to write. Yeah. You know what you're gonna say. I think it's nice. I think journaling. Same thing for me. It's. I mean, it's more. Yeah, journaling. I, and I, I think it's nice that we all can have journaling as a part of our mm. self-love journey. I think also for me, it's uh, shopping, <laughs> shopping right. online. And it's more, no, it's not just like, I'm just going to get this pen holder. <laughs> it's not <laughs> random, you know. I'm just, you know, yeah. <laughs> It needs to be a bright pink. Uh, No, I think it's more for me. um, I do a lot of shopping online, and it's really just, you know, bookmarking and just stuff that, like, I've been putting off for so long. So, you know, recently I was like, you know what? I need some woman materials like bras yeah and because it's hard to find bra oh girl um you're right or like good brands (laughs) or yeah it's good to find it's hard to find but when you find it it's good stuff you know but and i think um for me it's that and it's journaling and it's not painting anymore i think it moved onto that but it is drawing when i do get the chance and then video games nice yeah but it's just when i have time usually i just want to 
get home from work and fall asleep. And but then I have to cook or help cook. <laughs> I should say help cook and then clean and do a lot of other little chores, but that is I think my self-love for me. Mm. I think last time remember I had said that I had uh not gone to work, but I did so many different things at home. Yeah. But it was nice because Ooh. I did it on my own little terms. and That's another thing. I, I was just having a conversation with a friend, and we were talking about how in society, you know, just sitting on your couch and watching TV is not okay. You constantly have to be posting that you're out of the city or at a movie or you have to be doing something that involves an action of yeah, something. Mm-hmm. occupied by something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel with social media, it's it's really putting a lot of pressure on us as individuals because if we do just have a self-care day, if we want to stay in bed all day, that is okay. Yeah. And we can post about being in bed and not feel bad about it. <laughs> you don't have to post about it. I wouldn't. But to each their own. I just saw this video. I can't remember who they were interviewing, but they basically says like, so you're gonna share all your ups and like dramatic moments, but you're not gonna share like the other moments that like the boring moments, the hard moments, the, the real moments, yeah, the real mm-hmm. moments. And we need to get back to like sharing that too, because that's actually like healthy for people it's to be real. able to share all parts yeah. of yourself instead of just a little bit of yourself for the sake of uh, the gram. Totally. Yeah, you ever just like go to stories and you just feel bad sometimes if you're just laying in bed and then you see everyone's doing all this stuff, going to First Friday, Second Saturday, going out like, you know, to the movies, going anywhere, you know, doing things that are just there out and you're just chilling in bed with your cat or your dog or just, you know, hanging out and literally not doing anything. And then you feel like you need to be doing something. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's like triggering. And then that's Uh even harsh to you because once you see that, you're not really giving yourself that self-care, self-love time for yourself because mentally, yet physically, you're probably just chilling, right, in bed. But mentally, you're like, oh, no, 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 I need to do this. I need to do this. Oh, I should do that. And then you go into the world of the Internet, and then you Mm. start doing shit. And then hours pass, and you're just like, fuck, it's already going to be 1 a.m., and I really didn't relax the way that I wanted to or should have. When I wake up in the morning and I go downstairs, I know if I sit down on that couch, I'll be stuck on that couch maybe until nighttime. (laughs) I'll get there in the morning. It'll be nighttime. I'm like, "What what did I do? What have I been doing for all this time? <laughs> and then I feel bad because, like, I feel like I wasn't productive. Because another thing that I do for, like, self-love is I like to, like, organize things and, like, cook things and plan things. Like uh, like that show, uh, Way of the House Husband. I'm, like, <laughs> low-key house husband. I'm always, like, cleaning and making everything, like, a certain kind of order. I don't know why I'm like that. But mentally it's nice for you. Yeah. yeah. Check in with yourself. Yeah. And then another thing was, you know, because you had said the social media thing, like following everyone and thinking that, man, I wish I could be doing that, but I'm doing this. I should do that tomorrow. And then you're just like, your mind just goes a million miles a minute. And then you think, okay, well, what if I just take a breather? But even then, it's hard to take a breather. It's like, how do you take a breather? And then if you really are like, okay, well, let me go back into trying to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And then do you ever feel, like, that push and pull? Yeah, totally. Um, and I was also going to bring up just, for me, taking breaks from social media. Um, deleting the apps, you know. I've never gone as far as deleting my accounts. <laughs> That's a big jump. <laughs> but, um, you know, just taking the social media off my phone completely. Um, and I'll, tell, I'll give myself a time frame, you know, seven days. Great. And I stick to that. Um, and then it's, it's kind of funny because in my trials and errors in the past, once I get to that sixth, seventh day, uh, yes, I'm still kind of craving to download the app, but I see that my mental space and not only that, but my routines have changed. Mm-hmm. I'm not waking up in the morning and checking Facebook or Instagram. You know, I'm focusing on myself and what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's really been beneficial to my mental health personally. So I think... Just breaks. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, deleting your social medias, but whatever that is for you to benefit yourself um, completely. Delete your Tinder accounts, guys. Delete yeah. the hinge. Just get rid of it. Rid it. It's not worth it. That's not making you happy. It's making you sad. Exactly. It's stressing you out. Just go back to the Read good old book. days. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think 
being uncomfortable and getting through the hard things is what really pushes you to true happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes it's shitty and sometimes, you know, you don't want to do it, but in the long run, it's going to be for the best. That reminds me of this thing that I, uh, I didn't read it, but I heard it is that, um, souls progress through, um, souls progress through, through, um, terminal, uh, come on, you can do it. Yeah. Right. Words, uh, (laughs) words, damn words. (laughs) Um, souls progress through trials. So if you're not experiencing anything and nothing's happening, then maybe you don't have a soul. Because if it's not hard or you're not being challenged by something, you know. You're just a warm body at that point. What do y'all feel? Has anyone ever asked you, like, if you could describe yourself or who would you say you are? Oh, yeah. Would you be able to give a definite answer? Because I feel like I've struggled with that a lot um, in my past. And now I'm getting to 30 and I'm like, do I know who I am? You know? And I, do we have to know who we are? Absolutely not. <laughs> we yeah. do not have to know who we are. I think we're ever changing. Yeah. Exactly. And that's another thing. I feel like we go into seasons, you know, like the person I am today isn't who I was 10 years ago. Oh, no. Yeah. You Same. know? Yeah. And uh, I, I just am curious as to what y'all think about that question or if someone were to ask you. That's a deep question. Yeah. I, but, you know, it's all part of the self-love journey. Yeah, yeah. Figuring out who you are. Like, you know, honestly, I could answer that question, but not on the spot. Like, right now, I would have <laughs> to think about it for, like, a little bit to really, yeah. like, un- really know what to say. Because I'm pretty sure I know who I am. Ballpark it. Ballpark it? Ooh. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I am a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With no grandkids. <laughs> well, okay. no. All right. So check this out. Like, I, I actually, like, said that the other day. So um, on Memorial Day, I had, like, a little epiphany. Um, and I was like, I'm the grandpa friend. I thought I was, like, the, the dad friend, but I'm actually the grandpa friend. I'm the guy that gives you random advice, uh, randomly shows up for your little events and stuff, and maybe might bring you a snack and pat you on the back about something. You know, like, that's, that's me. I'm the grandpa friend. I'm not your daddy. I'm not going to, like, take care of you, but, like, hey, hey, you need some advice, kiddo. Bucko, I got you. <laughs> and then leave me alone for three weeks, and then we'll mm-hmm. we'll touch mm-hmm. base again. Circle back. <laughs> Maybe longer. I don't know what y'all's relationship's like with your grandparents, but just speaking from my personal experience. <laughs> Aww. I was just talking about how, like, everyone thinks that they're different all the time, and it's not like you're not the same person you were 10 years ago. It's just you're, you're more now. Like, you're that and then some now. Yeah, your experiences and such, I think, shape you and give you a different perspective of the world, for sure. Yeah, I think I am good with knowing who I am now, which is I am a 30-something-year-old woman figuring shit still throughout every day. And I think that with each day, (laughs) I surprise myself with shit that I say or do. And sometimes I'll talk to my mom about whatever's going on in my life. And she just looks at me like, you are weird. (laughs) (laughs) And, but I mean, she knows me more than anyone. And I, and I think that, you know, because I have her in my life, I I feel like we have such a, a good energy now and a good relationship now that it's also it's also helped me to know who I am more. And I can definitely say like I am a hundred percent changed from a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just through experiences and you know words spoken and unspoken and the journaling that I've been doing and shit that has happened all around me. But I feel because you said you're the grandpa, I feel like I'm very much the mom. And sometimes when it comes to friends or even my boyfriend, I'm just, you know, like, you know, obviously the mom would expect to say something like, shut the fuck, like, (laughs) get it together, get it together. (laughs) And, uh, but I'm, I'm comfortable knowing that I am ever changing and I'm comfortable knowing that I'm still going to change maybe next week. Something's going to be different about me that was different last week, but I'm just out here trying to say my peace and keep my peace. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like 
for me, I just feel very fluid at this point. And that's that's, that's been a nice. that's such a generational word, right? You gotta fluid. Stay, you gotta stay like that though. You must yeah. be like water. Yeah, yeah, like and just go with the flow. But I feel like at this point in my life, like spirit spiritually, career wise, um, friendships, relationships, uh, I'm just ready to kind of take everything in all at once. Um, and just kind of feel out what I like and what's not for me and what is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, Alex, how you were talking about uh, your mom kind of being your support and helping you um, form who you are, I think support systems are a big part of your self-journey, you know, and mm-hmm. knowing who you are by who you surround yourself with, who supports you, knowing what's healthy for you and what's not, um, and kind of navigating that through life. Um, for me personally, I mean, I love both my parents. I'm more connected with my dad, and I feel like he understands me a lot more. Um, but also just friends that I've made throughout the years have really been there for me. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for those things because I feel like they are able to kind of guide me into who I truly am and what's best for me and who I am. Yeah, I think that, you know, all of those, like, outside people, you know, people, mm-hmm. things, experiences, all that, I think it does play that part in self-love and self-care because i mean if you surround yourself with like shitty people and trash you know just it's not good for you in any aspect whether it be like spiritually emotionally physically mentally all of that it's just it's not good for you and so then if it's trash ass shit that's around you how are you expected to get the idea of self-love and self-care and all of that because you don't know what that is. And even if you do know what that is, you're obscured with all this trash. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and I think we've probably all been in a spot where we're like, okay, these are not my people and I'm kind of finding things that are not for me. And I think it's also okay to go through that, but recognize it and be able to step away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you don't end up going down a rabbit hole and uh, kind of losing yourself, if you will. Yeah. Um, that's the thing about that relationship thing you're talking about is uh, it's easy to lose yourself in another person. So, you know, sometimes people go, like, years before they like, step back and they're like, what have I been doing? Why did I do that? I, I, I do not like doing these things. Mm-hmm. I forgot. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But you do it for them. Yeah. And for me personally, I feel like a part of who I am is taking care of others and being there for other people. But there has to, what I've found is that there has to be a, a very fine line between doing those things and being compassionate and being nurturing, but also keeping in line with myself and considering my needs over others, but still being able to be compassionate and being there for others. But like I said, it's a fine line. Between that selfishness and then taking care of other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I also want to know, you know, is there, I wonder if it's the same, or I guess it's different and the same for like cultures, races, and all that. You know, and I think growing up in a Hispanic household, it's very, it took me a, a while, but I think my mom and I were just talking about this today (laughs) and uh, she was talking about how she needed to take time for herself to do her own little like Mm -hmm. self-care day and you know she's on vacation this week so she's gonna be relaxing in her own way which is things about taking care of the house and stuff like that but I mean it's also beneficial and it's what she wants to do and I, I wonder if it's you know in Hispanic households, for me, and I know a couple other friends, the same thing is that there's that fine line of you know being selfish and then like, taking care of yourself. Because if you're taking care of yourself, I think growing up it was like, oh, you're being selfish, you're being selfish. But then I had to really be like, okay, 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 I can do both, I can do both. And then it's sometimes exhausting if you you know go and you take care of them and then you don't take care of yourself. And then you know then you have to learn later on like oh, I should have did that, I should have bought this, yeah. should win here, you know. I don't know. I, I feel like in like the black household, and I can't speak for every black household. Um, there's a lot of guilt involved when it comes to like self care, because like you're supposed to inherit the burden, and it's like that's not my problem. That's like my grandparents' problem. Mm-hmm. I don't face the same issues today in this society. And, like, they want you to, so it kind of holds you back. 
uh, from progressing. Like, I don't know, I've seen like a lot of different videos and stuff. It's like, why do you talk like that? They're like, oh yeah, because you're raised by your like black parent who probably like um, repressed you from a lot of things because you know there is no self care here. It's all about doing what you got to do to take care of what the family messed up on before you're even here. Yeah, and for me, I mean, my father's Puerto Rican, my mother is white, so I kind of had a collab, I guess, of Hispanic and white upbringing. Um, but for me personally, I feel like after I was 18 and I was ready to move out, my mom was like, don't look back. Okay, oh. You got this. <laughs> um, and that's fine. Just like, got you, like little birds. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad's like, no, like, you know, this home is forever yours. And so I've kind of gotten the hybrid of both mm-hmm. cultures, which that's is good, interesting mm-hmm. for me. Um, but also my parents, I, I don't even know if it's necessarily cultural, but both of them were kind of forced to drop out of high school and Mm self-suffice. So I feel like that, not only their cultures, but their experiences have kind of formed how they've raised my sister and I. Um, But with the whole self-care thing throughout my life, um, I feel like my mom is, it is kind of ironic because my mother being white has kind of been like, well, you're going to figure it out and figure it out. You know, like, don't really vent to me about it. Like, just go for it, you'll figure it out. And my dad's more open with me and willing to help me navigate things emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm grateful for both sides, I guess, because in one aspect, I've kind of been taught to be independent and push through. But on on another aspect, I've been able to have my father there because, you know, we all go through things and sometimes we just need to be down, you know, and it's good to have that comfort and support when it's needed. Um, so that's that's from my point of view and upbringing anyways. I think, yeah, I, I think you get to go further because you have that duality, you know? Exactly, You yeah. can jump as high as you want and know that you have a cushion to land on. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that that's, um, I think it's definitely true. I think, you know, like you had said, for uh, your parents and, you know, taking care of, like, what needs to be taken care of. And Kevin, like you said, you know, taking care of bills, taking care of other little things that, you know, the people before them have, didn't have, you know, the the time to or I guess the tools to do what they needed to do. But then you show up and you're like, OK, now mm-hmm. it's going to get handed down to you. And then I think for me, you know, taking care of the house and taking care of bills and taking care of little things, I feel like I, I have to help them out more. And I feel like back then. I really didn't give a shit because I was young mm-hmm. and I was, you know, wanted to play around with money and I was just like, fuck it, let's just go drink all the time. And yeah. I was like really in the, you know, service industry bar scene a lot. And then as I got older, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to take care of myself because I've always taken care of myself. You know, I was always super selfish when I was younger, but it was more of like, you know, in that bad aspect of shit, you know, bad friends, bad areas I was in. And then now later on, I'm like, okay, well, I can take care of the things I can take care of now because I grew up, but also I have, you know, that the tools and equipment to do it and to help them out. And then dividing that little line between like, hey, I'm going to do some retail shopping right now, yeah. but I'm also going to pay that bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I deserve this retail shopping. Yeah, yeah. Do y'all ever feel um, burdened by your parents. I know this topic's kind of... Absolutely. Yeah. Recently for me, I mean, my parents, my dad was in a very bad accident this year, and this was the first time I had to really actually care for my parents, Mm. if you will. Um, I guess I've kind of had the luxury of them being financially, emotionally, all the things independently, Um, but this year's kind of been different for me in the fact that I have had to... um, consider that and really be there for them and that is not what I'm saying that is um, a burden at all because that is just something that I love and wanted to do for them but I do feel like uh, I've had friends that feel that they can't progress in life or that they're held back because of decisions or positions their parents have put them in um, that make them feel obligated to do certain things that's holding them back personally yeah that's exactly what I meant about (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was like that. You said it way better than me. That's poetic. Um. Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> y'all are pulling some things out of me. I never knew. Yeah, I feel like I have to deal with every other person's mental illness in my family, and I'm just like, no, I gotta do other things. But like, I don't know. They just expect you to take care of it. And if you don't, you're a bad person. I don't know. Like, all right. So like, even right now. So like, my grandma's getting a lot older, and I'm not saying I'm the kid that stayed, but I'm technically the kid that stayed. 
So everybody else who like moved all the way away and they're not so concerned with it don't know like the like ins and outs of like having to like really take care of her like every day. Like I'm not like she can take care of herself, but like she's getting to the point where she can't do certain things like if a light goes out, there's no way she's changing that. Mm-hmm. Or like if the grass needs to be cut, it needs to be cut. If she can't drive because she can't see that good, I have to go out and do the things like I don't know, it's it's a weird responsibility to have, especially since I'm like the youngest. But I don't know. I think it's character building. At least I, mm-hmm. that's what I tell myself. And I think it's also how you said, you know, you were kind of the, the child that took that on. Um, and I mean, I know for me personally, my sister lives out of state. And when everything happened with my family this year, I was the one that was here and yeah. dealing with it, you know. And it was very hard for me to not put the blame on her <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> life is life. <laughs> And shit happens, and um, it life goes on, you know, and you just kind of deal with what is thrown at you. But um, I think that was a good point that you brought up because I kind of have felt that way as well. Like, I'm here. Well, what about yeah. everyone else in the family that's, like, pursuing yeah. their careers and buying houses across state lines, you know? Yeah, because, like, my grandma raised me like my mom. So it trips me out because I think to myself, like, my aunt, who's my grandma's actual daughter, like, hey, this is your actual mom. This is my grandma. What are you doing? Right, <laughs> Come right. Um, and I think you just I'm have tired. to really um, try to avoid those feelings, although they're natural, um, because it's just not fair to yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I feel like it just kind of will create an anger and hate that it's just not good for your soul. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Ultimately, you have to be soft and kind with yourself. Yeah. Exactly, and just kind of deal with what you're given. Yeah, um, I don't really feel like it's that much of a burden um, for me that much, but we'll go back into it in a second, and we're going to take a little break, and then I'll go into whatever. <laughs> <laughs> See you in a bit. Yeah, so what I was going to say is that as far as the burden thing, I feel that because I am the only child, I don't really see see it as a a burden too much. I mean, I guess when I was younger, I might have. That's why I probably shied away. Not really shied away. I just stayed the fuck away from my family just because I was like, I don't want to fall into that. I don't want to fall into that. But like I said, seeing as I am the only child, I don't don't see it as a burden. I see it as like, because I love them. And Mm -hmm. so I see it as... uh, like, I want to do this. I want to spoil y'all. I want to do this. Right. right. You know, and, and I think that it's it's nice because it's rewarding for me. I never thought I would be, and I would never thought I would even think about things like that I think about now. I think it's because I'm older, though, and mm-hmm. I see them. And then I see everything that's happening, and I'm also, like, more... I guess involved in the household and I wasn't like I said when I was younger because I didn't give a crap about any of it you know Mm -hmm. I didn't really care about taking care of this or that or trying to think about taking care of this or that and I think it's nice and I my mom's always told me you know like what are you gonna do when you're older take care of you (laughs) (laughs) duh (laughs) and she's like no no no, I want you to have your life I'm like yeah but like I I like my life like I, I love it you know like yeah. I'm not bored with it. I'm not tired mm-hmm. of it. I mean, yeah. I I like it. Like I'm. It's nice because I like being at home. Yeah, I, I love being at home like so much. <laughs> but I I like it. You know, I'm not um, mad about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's nice for me because it gives me some peace of mind knowing that I'm more present with them than I was in the like before you know when I was younger yeah certainly and I think I've kind of experienced the same like um like I said I'm still in my later 20s but in my early 20s it was all about you know getting out there and experiencing life on my own and doing all these things for myself and really just being a young independent woman you know yeah. mm-hmm. but now that my parents are getting older and certain things have happened it's like you kind of take a step back from that and you really want to just be there for them as they were for you um, and like I said, I I feel, you know, that I've had the luxury of not having parents that have um, detriment disabilities or, you know, financial hardships. So I've been able to kind of branch out on my own. 
But now that, as Alex said, you know, your parents are getting older, um, I'm able to step back and be there for them in some capacity. Um, and I know they appreciate that. But for me, I've had the option to do that. And I know a lot of people don't, you know, they're just mm -hmm. dealt with a deck of cards that is not fair, you know, and they yeah. kind of have to put their life on the back burner to be there for their family, parents, whoever it may be. Yeah, I think that's what, it's like a generational thing. I think Certainly. my mom, definitely, she's the younger one. She had to take care of my grandparents, her parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, and I, yeah, I definitely think it's a generational thing for sure. Yeah. And I mean, my dad, his mother was an orphan. So, you know, she didn't really have parents. So he, in turn, he wasn't very nurtured. Um, and my mother took care of her family from a very young age. So I feel like they've always been the ones to support themselves or their own family members. So they've never really expected that from me and my sister because mm -hmm. they kind of had to self-suffice, if you will. <laughs> my grandma was growing up in the civil rights movement. <laughs> Tough woman. She got trauma. Yeah. <laughs> trauma times trauma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like we need to change the narrative on, like, selfish. Because I don't think it's selfish to take care of us. I think it's self-serving. Mm -hmm. I think it's thoughtful. But I don't think it's selfish. Selfish is a negative thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Self-centered is a negative thing. This is, like, self-serving, you know? Yeah. yeah. Certainly. Certainly. Um, Just thought about that. Yeah, I think with the whole self-love thing, it's like a lot of people can be like, oh, well, you're doing all these things for yourself. It's selfish. And it's like, eh, I think there's also a fine line between that. Mm -hmm. um, I deserve it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's certain things you just deserve for yourself. I think you should stop saying it's selfish and just say, I deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't do. have to say, I earned it. Just, you know, I deserve it. Or is it the same uh, thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what uh, kind of self-love things do you guys miss doing that you probably used to do before? Besides, like you had said earlier, dancing. Yeah, I used to go out. I used to go out to clubs and bars and, like, dance my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. That's a that's a good question. I'm trying to think of like my late teens to early twenties and I was just kind of doing my own thing. Um I think maybe bike riding, but there comes a point where old bones <laughs> <laughs> that shit hurts now. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing, I, uh, oof. Physical. My knees hurt. I pulled out <laughs> it's diminishing. <laughs> I pulled out a bunch of my old art pieces from when I was like making a lot of digital art, and I just forgot. I was like, "Oh yeah, I can. I know how to make things. I'm good at drawing things." Yeah. Well, I will say I pulled out, and I know it's gonna sound crazy. My PS3 that I purchased secondhand <laughs> in 2013. It still works. It's like a charm. Oh, right? Has for the on it. Yeah, and for the longest time, like I bought Sims back in like 2013. And, like, I just created a little virtual world for myself, and I was really into that shit. Um, but then it kind of just, like, sat there collecting dust, and I would just, you know, play DVDs on it. But I pulled out that video game, and I was yeah. like, I could spend eight hours just doing this. <laughs> and I haven't yet, but I plan on it. And, like, that's something that, like, I enjoy doing for myself that I haven't in a long time. Mm, that's nice. So maybe I'll dabble into that, right. you know? On the PS3. I don't play A nice video game, I think, is like a good outlet to just escape reality. I mean, I just played Assassin's Creed yesterday for like uh, six hours nice. on and off. <laughs> I've also had Tomb Raider since oh, 2013. Sure. I've never finished it. You're Tomb Raider. I yeah. want to be. That's the you aspiration. Are. Like, Laura you propped are, me up, bitch. Like, let's You're already do there. It. <laughs> so, yeah, just things like that. Um, but I think really... I also miss just, like, being with my dog. Like, he used, we used to, like, he'd go everywhere with me, like, river, park, swimming, and it was just us two, you mm -hmm. know, like, just hanging out with each other. And I feel like I've been very distracted with work, friends, moving, just, like, the day-to-day -day things, and I haven't really spent quality time with him alone, mm -hmm. um, just, like, taking him out and doing the things we used to do when I had more time for myself and him. So that's something else I'd mm -hmm. probably want to start doing again. Yeah, no, that's nice. And I think, um, Kevin, what you said earlier about you had taken out like your, your designs and your artwork, and you're like, yeah. oh, I can create stuff. And I think, I think anyone who has ever created anything, and you know, whether it be writing, art, uh, clothing, clothing, I'm sorry, um, anything really, I think that it's always there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think 
that, but once you see it and you're like, oh, I, I did this, mm-hmm. you know, it clicks in you like, oh, oh well, I am a creator. <laughs> Always have been a creator. <laughs> and, it, you know, just because you don't do it anymore doesn't mean it's not there or doesn't mean your ideas aren't there anymore. And I think for me, I have a, a drawer, like drawers of artwork, yeah. stuff that I haven't done, stuff that I've done. And stuff that I'm still working on slowly but surely. Yeah. But it's still there. I think yesterday we went to have Chinese food and I saw my boyfriend. I saw his phone and his background was an art piece I did along like five, six, actually no, I'm lying, like eight years ago. And he still has it in his background. I was like, oh, you still have it? He's like, yeah, it's an awesome piece. (laughs) And I, you know, he still has it there. I'm like, oh, I did do that. That's a pretty cool background. (laughs) Looks like a Tame Impala record. <laughs> nah, I'm like, I gotta check this out. Now. Yeah, it's a nice one. But I think it's nice. I think it's nice knowing that, hey, I can still create stuff. Or going back to things that made you happy or that you can realize, hey, I can do these things that I haven't done in a while, mm-hmm. but I know how to do. And I'm yeah. a badass at it. Never. And it's it's never too late. You know, I feel yeah. like sometimes Ooh. we just get really down on ourselves and we're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. how did my life get to. ABC, but it's like, you know, take in the negative, but just know that there's always something to look forward to, and you just kind of have to pull it out of yourself, Um, is how I feel anyways. I feel like people get really down and negative, and they think they can't change the situation they're in, but I think it just takes work and dedication, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes coming back to those things with the extra experience you've built up in the meantime since you have to stop doing those things... I don't know, it just gives you a better grasp on it. Like, now, I feel like if I were going to, like... Back then, I was trying to make money off my art. If I try to do it right now, I feel like I could literally just, like, put a business together in, like, five minutes. Because <laughs> I, I know how to set that stuff up from other experiences now. So, like, I can add that to mm-hmm. the experience of being able to make art, you know? If I want to. Yeah, certainly. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Some forecasting here, foreshadowing. Ooh, I, I, I like that. it, I like it. <laughs> Sam, what's something... Uh, that you can, you know, go back into or, you know, what's your little self-love thing? That's the thing. I never had a self-love routine. So, like, everything I do now is brand new. Meditating, journaling. Dang. All that shit is brand new. So, I'm like, well, shit, what else can I do? I like that. Yeah. I'm just figuring it out. I don't miss shit. I don't miss what I did. <laughs> I don't miss being fucked up and holding all that shit inside. And so. Yeah. Just oh. moving forward, I just, I don't know, like, I'm what? excited, I don't know, mm-hmm. like, I'm not looking back and going, well, I wish I could do that again, because that shit was not good, so, all this stuff is new. I Self love that. Is yeah, I love that for you, it's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm Gen X, we didn't care about, <laughs> Why is everybody tell ourselves, nobody, we didn't give a fuck. That's what everyone says. Oh, we didn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing. What about finding, how do you find new things that you could come to like? Or Sam, like, how have you been kind of putting your feelers out there and seeing what works for you? TikTok. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Because I still, like, I'm starting to formulate, like, ideas. Like, what else could I do to kind of, like, further delve into what I like, you know? Yeah. Check Mm. out TikTok. I'll have to do Mm. that. I'll have to do it. Oh, thanks. Uh, Let's see. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, that's why I'm like, huh. Yeah. Well, most recently, we just got membership passes to SeaWorld. So I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's what okay. you And I haven't, yeah, and yeah. that's something that I used to do, like roller coasters, water parks and stuff. You know, I we, we hadn't done that as a couple. And so recently we, recently, we went to SeaWorld one weekend, and we were like, fuck it. Let's have the time of our lives. And now we're just like, SeaWorld? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. I remember, like, every high school in... Or every summer in high school, I'd spend, like, fucking every fucking day at Six mm-hmm. Flags or just at the pool. And now we're fucking adults, and we don't really get to do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> now you think about that all the time. Like, oh, roller coasters. Yeah. Oh, my back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's fun now. Like, we have to, like, rediscover ourselves, I think, as a couple who had, like, a lot of fun. And then yeah. doing, like, doing SeaWorld and thinking about Six Flags and then, like, thinking about membership passes to like um basically anything 
<laughs> we're thinking about Seaworld the zoo. zoo. <laughs> well, we were thinking about the zoo, but the elephants, they're not they're doing a whole reconstruction thing, so they're not gonna have elephants for another two years. Have they been reconstructing the zoo for I like, know. I'm one of those ever. hippies that yeah. gets sad at the zoo. Aww. Wants to free the me kangaroos. Too. I was like, shit, me too. <laughs> it's like if I open this gate, that giraffe could get out. <laughs> Don't invite Kevin to the zoo, guys. Uh, I not think that I would tell a soul. <laughs> I think it is nice though, like to do little things. To, yeah. And I don't think that I think that you have to do, and then you'll be like, oh, I really like this. Yeah. Or, you know, like just do shit more, either by, by yourself or with you know whoever you're with, or just you know in general. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe I do like this. I do like painting with a twist. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I found, dang, what is it called? I think it's like 210 Locals or something like that. And it's basically just a bunch, like, there's categories for anything. Like, if you're a mom, you can join that group. Or if you're a single, Ooh. and there's, or you can just generally become a part of a community. And basically, uh. they send you emails and... Um, each week it's like, oh, you know, 16 people are going hiking at this park and it's people you don't know. They're always different, doing different activities, um, whether it be hiking, swimming, painting. Um, and it's kind of a cool outlet to, which I haven't done it yet. I have the emails. But you've been looking. I've been looking. Um, and I think that's another thing. I'm just, I want to break out of my comfort zone and meet new people and just like go for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that could be something really cool too, to explore. Um, so that's something I found recently that I think is pretty cool. That is nice though, doing stuff and exploring to Mm -hmm. meet new people, meet new, uh, things that you, um, hadn't tried before. Right. I mean, it's like how, you know, we got membership passes to SeaWorld, but I was also telling him, hey, we should do a, mem- a membership thing to uh, the art museums. Mm. Or, and then I was even, I was like, you want to do a Grand Prix in a couple of years? And <laughs> I'm like, it's only three, four grand, but. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Only. Yeah. Only, no big deal. Hey. Start saving now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to go to Monaco, <laughs> boom. Oh let's go. <laughs> I'm like, let's go, go, go big or go home. <laughs> I forgot how much I love hiking. Mm. I love me a good old hike. Or even just a good old walk. I like walking. Me too. Like what trails done. are yeah. you fond of? I like Friedrich. Friedrich? Okay, nice. Spe- I haven't trailed in a long time. Friedrich's interesting because, like, you can either go the light way and kind of just walk, or you can take a challenging route and go straight uphill and climb a bunch of rocks and stuff. And once you get to the top, that view of, like, uh, what'd you say, uh, Northside San Antonio? Yeah. This is, like, beautiful. It's like the outlook. I've been wanting to do hiking, but we've been talking about it for such a long time that we haven't done it yet. <laughs> we legit have a fucking hiking bag, which you can have because it's Shit. so cute and it's cool. And it's from, it I think it's cuteness? from. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why yes. you offered it to me? Yes. And also because I'm like, well, that's a good bag for her and Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could always use a good hiking bag. Like I said, I haven't hiked in a while, but I, I kind of like the hikes where like you kind of hike to a body of water. We're yeah. fucking Texas, guys. Yeah. Like, I need the fucking water. Yes. That's yes. Uh, when I went to Colorado, um, I wasn't in the best of shape, so I couldn't really, like, do those kind of things. But I remember when I left, uh, Adam was like, I can't wait until, like, you're better so we can go hiking. You're, like, my only friend that likes to, like, do that kind of stuff, hiking the mountains. Shit. Then, yeah, y'all yeah. got to stick to that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of hiking, so I don't know if y'all have done rock, the indoor rock climbing. Yes. I have not yet. I love hiking, and I guess this is very different, but I never realized how scared of heights I was. (laughs) (laughs) I grabbed three rubber fucking rocks, and I was like, no. (laughs) No. Yet I'm hiking thousands of miles in in the wilderness, and I'm like, this is fine. But that's some shit that I was like, wow, Shannon. This is too vertical. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't do vertical. It needs to be like horizontal. How do you do roller coasters? Girl, close your eyes. <laughs> when you're rock climbing, you can't really close your eyes because then you'll just get all fucked up. But that's one thing I found recently. Heist. I cannot fucking rock climb. See, you said it, and my hands started getting <laughs> yeah. like moist, and now Dude, I'm thinking about a fucking like trying to climb. Just and there's these eight-year-olds like ten feet higher than me, and like doing spinny. I, I don't know. Kids. I'm like shit, man. Kids are just like fuck it. So yeah, but like finding yourself, mm-hmm. you know, what works for you. It's not rock climbing for me, personally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was a cool experience, but yeah, I'm not going that route. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice... Now I'm thinking about them, like, what else? What else? There's mm-hmm. lots. There's can, a lot of stuff 
to dabble with and to try. But also, I wanted to talk about, you know, the effects and effects of, you know, I know how we all listen to music, and I think in the past we've all done a what we're vibing to, and then I think about the music, about loving yourself and that self-love. And I was always, and I was thinking about it this morning too, because I was listening to, I was getting myself in the mood and I was like, we're going to listen to Miley Cyrus Flowers. We're going to listen to, like I said, Donna Summer earlier. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, these are all female artists. But where's the, you know, where are the male artists? Like where, where are the, the guys? Where are they in terms of, you know, that self-love, self-care, do you kind of thing and i don't really hear a lot of it because most i mean most of the musicians that i'm just even i looked up online on spotify uh self-love and it was just nothing but like female artists musicians all yeah. of that and there was nothing for that sure. and i always feel like maybe it's a push and pull through media even tv shows music all of that maybe it's that yeah, uh, if you, male. yeah if you sing about this you'll be labeled a metrosexual or what yeah. or other you know Hmm, that's a really good point. I've never really thought about that, but it, I think it's very true. You yeah. know, it's more so women that are like, love yourself, do this mm -hmm. for yourself. And I feel like it's, uh, men don't really get that outlet mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And even self-love in general doesn't have to be all emotions. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like little boys don't know about that. That, that thing I was going to show y'all where these kids were just like talking about like communication and healthy like, like healthy emotional intelligence and it's like these kids are like six but at some point uh society i guess tries to like teach boys how to be boys or whatever that means i don't know i hate it but there's there's a movement of like masculine like um expression happening as well it's just very small right now i think like dudes listen to frank ocean <laughs> you know what I mean? Really in touch. You want to know the guy who's in touch with himself? That Let guy. me see your playlist. That's, that's <laughs> true. Frank Ocean, man, just yeah. Because I was thinking about like what you, you know, like what we can do for ourselves. That's another self love thing. And I was like, oh, you can buy yourself flowers. And then I thought Miley Cyrus, <laughs> where she was like, <laughs> you know, oh, I can, cool. yeah. And she was like, I could do whatever I want by myself. And, and then I was thinking about other. I think I forgot which female rapper it was, and she was saying how she was she tried cooking or something, or she tried something, and I was like, oh okay. But I was like, I wonder how that plays in media, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I feel like there's an absence uh, on Bad the bunny. male end of things, and maybe that's why most of us are kind of shut down, or you know, we put that away about loving ourselves. Yeah, and taking um, care. But also, I'm like, you know, is it the wiring of a female and male brain? Because I, f I feel like male deal with things a lot differently than mm -hmm. women. And they also just have different, we just have different perspectives of the world. Raised, But is that conditioning? Yeah. yeah. I'm, it, I'm sure it is. Because um, you're conditioned to take care of, you know, yeah. be the man. Right. Work, 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 mm. breadwinner, suppress everything mm -hmm. else. Um but it could be detrimental, I feel. Yeah. If it's not taken care of properly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's like, how do you go about normalizing males and self-care um, at this point? Because, you know, we're talking about it. But how could it... What is the root of the problem? <laughs> you know? Like, I feel... Poor men. The patriarchy. The patriarchy. Capitalism. Damn capitalism. <laughs> Everything-ism. <laughs> Everythingism, exactly. Aww. Yeah, like even cartoons. Like, mm -hmm. I was seeing that cartoons. Um, it's not about how many people watch. It's about how many toys they can sell from the cartoon. Oh. So like, um, like uh, Teen Titans. Teen Titans was very, very popular, and the toys and everything sold a lot. But they found that it sold more to a female audience than the intended male audience. So they turned into Teen Titans Go to attract little boys instead of little girls. They intentionally made it dumb enough that girls would stop liking it so they wow. could sell to boys. But they're trying to, you know, sell this conditioning to little boys on how to be and how to act. Like, we're supposed to be, like, a bunch of brutes that don't know what they're doing and stuff. Like, mm. yeah. That's fucked. It is. It is. But, like, I don't know. Everybody can really benefit from having grace for each other on opposite sides of the spectrum you know the matriarchy and the patriarchy 
both have their ups and both have their like downs and like i don't know i don't think the uh the guys who are dealing with the patriarchy get as much um they get as much concern as like other groups and other people like so smells got her hard too not all men have power think about that oh yeah that's true that's a sticker <laughs> that's a t-shirt oh i like that <laughs> Here we go, consumerism. Okay. Damn it, Alex. God damn it, I fell into it. Uh, it's just good old society. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, so I think we're going to start changing that, you know? I think you should start changing that. Yeah, take away. Yeah, take away the selfish and think about, I deserve this. Male, female, he, she, they, we, mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, take away from this little big topic of what it means to love yourself and to take care of yourself in all aspects and think the next time someone says, that's selfish. No, I deserve this. Yeah. Switch it. Flip the script. Mm -hmm. Do it for yourself. And maybe you might find something that you like and something that you actually appreciate or learn to appreciate after years and years and years of just putting it away and you can go back to reappreciating yourself and with that we want to thank you so much and shannon thank you so much for being our guest thanks for having me guys it's been very lovely it has been That's so nice. It was so cute. (laughs) I'm very appreciative that you're here. And well, thanks for having me. This has been really exciting for me. And I'm so excited to see where the pod's going to go. You're good at this. I've loved it, guys. (laughs) I think I've been the number one fan. Maybe someone's going to fight me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come for my spot, okay, guys? Um, but yes, thank y'all for having me. And you know, I, I really I love it that you're here. I love this topic for you, for us, yes. and for our listeners out there. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions or concerns, you can always hit us up at our Gmail, which is 210toxicpod at gmail.com. You can reach me or the podcast at our Instagram at 210 zero toxic, toxic pot well i didn't know if it was toxic pot or toxic <laughs> no, 210 toxic. <laughs> and it's been very lovely having you here this is our 14th episode we have one more to go oh my god and yeah Lord we're almost there we're almost there towards the end don't forget yeah. the link tree oh yes look at our link tree it is in our bio section on the instagram Thank you again for listening, for being here, for following, subscribing in any way you can, supporting, and just, you know, reaching out to us and loving us because we're here and you're here. And we have so much more to say, and we'll just save that for the 15th episode to say how much we love you all and we appreciate you all. And thank you again, Shannon, for giving us your lovely voice on this lovely Sunday Thanks for hearing <laughs> Morning, me. Afternoon. God, I said I wasn't going to sing, and I just did it. No, yeah, I did it. I, yeah. I did it. I you slightly did it. Out. And then I was I was saying <laughs> Saturday, and I was like, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, thanks for having me, guys. And I'm excited to hear when the pod drops. Well, this episode, all episodes, but this one. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to be kind to yourself, guys. If you have any rough days in the week, remember, no matter what's happening, you can always be kind to yourself. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.